You ready? I mean, <laughs> here we are. Who's ever ready? Where are all my friends? You made me do this live on the podcast <laughs> because I wanted to make sure I'm saying your last name right. <laughs> you had to do me like this, mm-hmm. but it's honestly kind of fun. Bruce Wagner. Mm, close, but wrong. Okay. All right, I'm out. That was it. Nah, I had one chance. It's, it's so I think it should be technically Wagner because it's German. Oh, it's German. My parents called me Wigner. <laughs> my parents called me Wigner. They're like, Wigner, Wigner. Okay. No, but they're like, it's pronounced Wigner. Wigner. But that's why I've officially changed my name to Bruiser. <laughs> On your As platforms like and all and that. Everything because so many times, like, people pronounce it wrong. Like, there's this, the, there's a kid on TikTok. Yeah. And they were doing the, like, hey, what are you listening to? I Music actually, yeah, yeah. And it, it was like, he was like, I'm listening to Bruce, I forget how he pronounced it. It was like Bruce Wagner's IDK or whatever. And I was like, fuck, I got to, like, change it to just something simple. You can spell it. Yep. You can say it. Bruiser. Dude, I, I actually think about that maybe more than normal people do. My last name? That's crazy. (laughs) And that's why I wanted you here. Because it's been months now where I've seen the name and I'm like, I got to get him on the pod. I just got to (laughs) clarify this. So thank you. Um, Like the TikTok thing? Well, so I think about like, I'll see like a company or a business name or like something that I find hard to pronounce or spell. Right. And I'm like, this is an incredible product. Like, I wonder if things are doomed to fail because of a name. Mm, yeah, I, I totally think so. Right? Yeah. Like, you had the self-awareness to be like, oh, shit. Like, as soon as you saw that, you're like, I should probably switch this. There's also been the other way of it that uh, there's some famous celebrity. I can't remember who it was. But they everybody pronounced their name wrong. So uh-huh. they just had to go with it. Whoa. But it's like, that's not the actual and they just pronunciation it? of it. Yeah, I forget who it is. It's like Rihanna or something. And it's like Rihanna. That's not. And they, not d- yeah, but like it's like one of those. One of those, yeah. Wow. Lady Gaga or something. Yeah, know. Lady Gaga. One of those, <laughs> yeah. One of those classic mix ups. But yeah, I think about that, dude. I think about like companies and, and artist projects and names like that, like where it's perfect, but yeah. I wonder if it's just that. When well, did you switch the name for you? Uh, technically, I'm still going through it because we're just converting over the Spotify to match. And then it's so the internet age of like, well, I don't want to switch over until I can get verified again, which is Oh, yeah, because sedushy, if you switch a name, you lose it, right? Yeah, if you change the username. So I'm like, I had to get my Instagram connects, you know, to switch it over. Dude. But I need that blue check mark. It keeps Dude. me well, validated. <laughs> I would, once you get it. To, <laughs> you don't want to like, lose I, it. Right, yeah. right? Yeah. I remember that, like I used to, I used to have a connect way back in the day. And I, like, I, it was never me. It was like in the days of me, like managing artists. Right. So I could get artists verified and I didn't think much of it. I was oh, just like, oh yeah, cool. Like we'll hit this person up. And then I lost it. And I was like, I have nothing. <laughs> <laughs> what do I have to offer now? <laughs> yeah. hundred uh, percent. But yeah, I feel it. But anyway, watch this podcast, like watch it switch to Bruiser and be like, and there was all of Bruce's success. We were right. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it's also because my family growing up would call me Bruiser. That mm. was just like an easy. And then I was like thinking about it and uh, I had called my parents and my grandpa was with them and he answered the phone and he was just like, what you say, Bruiser? And he's not Southern, but he's from Pittsburgh. For some reason, he has like a little bit of a Southern accent. Yeah. Yins, you know? Yeah. The Pittsburgh accent. I was like, all right, that's a sign. Like if he called me Bruiser in this moment, I'm going to be Bruiser forever. <laughs> so great. shout out, Grandpa. There it is. Yeah. I like to start an episode, especially because I cut the intro. I kind of mm. just jump right in. I so that. I like to just be like a quick explanation for somebody who doesn't know who you are of cool. who you are and what you do. Super yes. simply. And then we'll dig in. 
So I am a producer, songwriter, artist. Got my start just yeah, playing in like the Warp Tour scene and all that. And then eventually uh, started producing and songwriting like local pop punk bands in Philly. And then started a pop duo called The Weekend Riot, which moved us out to L.A. Signed with the management. Everything was going swimmingly. And then my best friend was like, I don't want to do music anymore. And just had like a like one of those like, what am I going to do with my life sort of moments, moment. which under understandable but it was definitely like my whole world was just like flipped upside down but that got me into like producing and songwriting full-time which was like a blessing which ended up like working out really well and then i started to get back into artistry for myself again like 2018 that's the the short end of it it's crazy because just in that there's moments where i'm like wait what yeah there's yeah <laughs> so I, I remember hearing that name the weekend riot i've heard that oh, name yeah. before i don't it was, know it too well but like you said that and i'm like i remember that that's how most people identified us right? okay. i've heard of that yeah <laughs> it was like we were just at that point where people started to know yep but we didn't do the thing of like oh now yeah. i really know yeah we were that close and then you said you came from warp tour world i didn't yeah. realize we were both warp tour kids warp tour kids yeah i was wow. i used to be in a band called victory in numbers okay. we did warp tour in 2010 uh-huh um, we were signed to Bullet Tooth Records. Okay. It started as Trust Kill, and then when we signed, they switched over. So it was like label mates were like Memphis May Fire and like all these hardcore bands yeah. that we did not fit in with. Yeah. So everybody made jokes of us. Yeah, that's interesting with being label mates with a bunch of like metalcore bands and heavy <laughs> bands because yeah. our one mutual friend, Cody Carson, set it off. Yeah. I feel like that was like a big struggle with set it off was always like a band yeah. that was a little outside of its genre on labels and tours where it was like, this almost fits. A hundred percent. Yeah. And I, I mean, I've talked to Cody about that so much that it's so cool because did you grow up with them? Yeah. Okay. Which yeah. is even crazier. So the first tour that Set It Off did, were you on tour with them? Did you do merch for them? Maybe? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Then I booked age. the show no way. that was Set It Off. I forget who else was on it, but it was in Levittown, Pennsylvania at St. Paul's Church. Wow. So it was just like this weird, and that was like, it must've been 08, yeah. whatever that first tour was. Yeah. Yeah. The first crazy, year crazy, crazy. was 2008. But to see like from there, like I literally witnessed the first tour and yeah. then to be working with Cody now and like oh my God, you're still not only still doing it, but still killing it. Like, yeah. It's so unheard of. It's really crazy. Like it's nuts. The And I love moments like this, yeah. of even us meeting, because it's yeah. crazy how many people came from a similar scene or just the same inspirations, right? right. Like Warp Tour itself was just a tour and isn't yep. like the most groundbreaking thing. Right. But that community and the fact that that was like the tentpole festival that yep. every kid aligned with like the community then of us being in LA and it's like, wait, you're a Warp Tour kid? Yeah, and all yeah. of a sudden you have this bond and all of a sudden you instantly understand this whole different realm. It's so That's fucking so crazy. Especially with songwriting. Like, really? like being in Nashville, working on a country song with somebody and then out of, out of nowhere, it's like, oh, yeah, like I, I was like in a Warped Tour band, you know, really? and be like, oh, so was I. What band were you in? And they'd be like, oh, my God, we played shows together and had no idea. Yes. Like that shit happens all the time. It's so cool. It's and crazy. I, I think the thing, well, two things. One, <laughs> the weekend riot was pop. Like uh -huh. if you compared us to a, in Warp Tour, we'd be like, get the fuck out of here. You're too pop. Yeah. But then the industry, like mm. the pop industry with like when we would get pitched out and stuff we'd be like this is too warp tour so we're like what the fuck Dude. nowadays it's so funny that it's like that's like oh we're looking for that sound now. right it's yeah. like how much can change yeah how and... much can the music industry reference machine gun kelly <laughs> in 21 21 and yeah, he's just the yeah we were, we're looking for an mgk sound yeah like i can't tell you how many times i've seen that Dude. on an email <laughs> so you now i don't want to jump too far ahead because i'm really interested in like origin yeah, stories 
but it's villain? just origin origin story. <laughs> <laughs> i'm really interested in villain stories what's the worst thing you've ever done say it on the oh, my god, oh my god oh my god <laughs> say it on the count of three one yeah. two three i murdered a man wait what no oh shit it's on the internet forever <laughs> holy shit um uh no like i'm really interested in origin stories mm-hmm. so like before we get to, because I, I want to hear about your success as a songwriter, because mm. I think you've really transcended what some would be like the Warp Tour scene. Oh, yeah. But before even the Warp Tour scene, did you know that it was music? Like at what age? Like where did you find your thing? Were you into a different mm. thing, or like was it always just music? I'm always fascinated to hear where people find their thing. It was music. I just didn't really know it. Like it was like I fought it forever. It mm. was like I did piano when I was like eight, and then it wasn't until I was 12 years old. I was at my friend's house and he had a drum set and an electric guitar and I'm watching him play electric guitar and I'm like, whoa, that's awesome. And I go to pick it up and it sounds like shit. I was like, oh, this is fucking hard. So then I went to the drums and I was like, well, I can make, didn't kind that of be whatever. Yeah. I was like, that's easy. So then I started taking lessons and that changed my life. My first guitar teacher who literally probably, if it, if I hadn't had this moment, I'd probably be a different person. It's kind of crazy, but he just taught me a basic uh, blues riff, like do, 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 whatever. Mm-hmm. I went home and I'm a procrastinator, so I didn't practice all week. I just kept learning my Green Day riffs or whatever. <laughs> and then the night before, I was like, fuck, I was supposed to like do that scale thing. Forgot the rhythm of it. So I come back in and I play for him and I'm playing like, I played it super funk, like ding, 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 like almost like play that funky music. Yeah. And he was like, you played that wrong. Or no, he said, you played that differently than I taught you. And I was like, about to be like, oh, I'm going to get scolded for that. And he was like, never forget that you made that your own. And it was like the coolest thing ever. Chris Shepard, shout out Chris Shepard, when I was 12 years old, just told me like that feeling of like, I got so much joy of being like, I'm unique. And I think that's where I got the spark for like wanting to find out how to be unique and like stick out in different ways that like was the coolest moment for me what you just said there is another thing that i think about so often of like those moments that are probably nothing to the people that say them right for him that was just another thing he said right he he, probably said it he could have said it five times that day right and inspired five kids but who knows like would that have hit that other person but it was just exactly what you needed to hear yeah i think about those moments and then i think about the step further of now like a responsibility when I see like a young talented person yeah, yeah. to encourage the fuck out of them or be so real about that yep. because who knows like if you're seeing that little moment in somebody yeah. that could be your moment right? right exactly oh my god I think about it so much it's dude it's so cool yeah and I, I think there were a lot of those little things and now that I'm thinking about it I'm like a I'm big on like just give me like a little bit of a like I just need to know I have enough or like have what it takes to do the next thing. The sign, like a yeah, little just, sign. Yeah, somebody yeah. just to give me the nudge, like you got the approval, like you're good. Yep. You can do this. Yep. So like he kind of showed me the ropes on like basic guitar stuff, how to write a song on guitar and like wow. little things like that, that eventually when I was in high school and I started being in a band, then I became the perfectionist guy, mm. which I think Cody... Uh, from Set It Off and I share in common too where it's like we put so much pressure on like it's got to be so good but when you're in high school everyone's like we should be in a band to get chicks or you know to be cool yeah it's just a cool thing to do I was like yeah 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 but like we could do this you know (laughs) we could play Warped Tour and everyone's like we're fucking 14 relax but I would go to these shows and I was so lucky that I grew up around 
you know, I would go to local shows. The local band was Valencia. The local band was like bands that would end up going on tour at the starting line. So I got to be there and watch these bands that would like change my life. And then I would listen to the guitar amps to be like, my God, the tone sounds good in the room. Yeah. And it taught me like, oh, so it's not just about miking it up. It's not just about like, you have to sound good in this atmosphere in like a VFW hall. And if you can sound good in like that, you're gonna sound great everywhere. So you really like, that's another common theme with this podcast that I've noticed is a lot of times you find like the one person from the band that was the most serious or the person that was like so in it. And it sounds yeah. like that was you. Like yeah. everyone was playing their instrument and writing songs, but then you were like, what about the tone and figuring right. out rooms and like going that step further. Yeah. And it it took a while to realize like, and I still can struggle with it, that it's like you can put pressure on things and ruin it. You know, it's mm. like you can put enough pressure to be like, let's be really good and then enjoy the show. Or you can be like, let's put too much pressure on it and ruin it. And like not, and then it gets rid of the fun. So it's like the life lessons you learn from going like, I'm huge on stand-up comedy. Oh and my God. Like it's my favorite thing. And it's like such a parallel to the music industry. So I love listening to stand-ups talk about how they work their sets out and like how they build their, you know, yeah. and how they write for their jokes. But I find with stand-ups that they will like really grind and they'll spend weeks and months working on the same set over and over and over yeah. until it's time to film the special or until it's time to do the headline show. Yeah. Now now it's time to enjoy it. We yeah. did the work. Now it's up to whatever's going to happen. Same thing with like actors talk about a lot too, where I when I started to feel that way, it's like, okay, let's use practice as like, we're going to be, you know, blood, sweat, and tears over yeah, the stuff. Yeah. Let's care about the little details that don't matter Yep. so that if it happens on show day, cool. If not, we know it like the back of our hand. And like, that's kind of always been my way of approaching it. But That's really cool. I like that you draw that parallel. And it's funny, like, I don't know if there's a parallel here, but like a side note of I, as a spectator, love a little moment of Los Angeles of going to live comedy and you oh, can yeah. see that that's their practice oh for you, sure at the yeah. small clubs or the random things you go yeah. to you're like this is them practicing like, yeah. you can't go into a studio space and just play guitar a ton you need to say it in front of people yeah and so this is the test audience yeah and it's like if a joke doesn't hit it's extra special to me because right. like, what an honor that i got to see them practicing for the yeah. real thing it's fucking cool i love stand-up as well it's uh, the interesting thing with music is like it's so it's complete opposite where it's almost i've heard feldman say this too it's like i like he i think the quote he said was like I show bands what they can sound like. Now mm -hmm. it's their job to make it happen. Like wow. I produced the record to sound like this yeah. and we worked on it. Now you got to figure out how to do it live. Mm. And it takes a couple months to catch up mm -hmm. because it's like, yeah, we can sit here and we do 50 yeah. takes. Yeah. With comedy, it's such the opposite. It's like work it, work it, work it. And then you film it because we've like practiced and worked on this for so long. Whoa, um, holy shit, you're right. But it's it's very much like, a, I think it's like a different, uh, music's just so different than it used to be. Yeah. Like my friend and I were joking about the Beatles doing TikTok now. <laughs> and like, it's just like, that's such a funny concept of them being like, oh, we wrote the song Eleanor Rigby. And then it's just like, <laughs> if you give it enough likes, the label will let us put it out. You know, like kind of shit. And it's just like, well, like maybe we wouldn't have gotten such good songs. Or they're like teasing it in the background. <laughs> like it's just like the riff. Like it's like a super famous yeah. riff. And it's just like them like vlogging, walking on a, like a hike. And yeah. you like hear the song playing. And you're like, please, what's that song? Beatles put it out. <laughs> Blackbird. Oh my God. You'll never make it. <laughs> okay. Like that's. What, uh, what do you think? Like, do you embrace that? Or do you accept it as like a necessary evil? Like I, I think a lot about TikTok and I talk, I think. 
it comes up, but really it's just replace that with any current trend in like industry, right? Like it'll be something yeah. else afterwards, but like, do you embrace that or what's your like approach on current day music? I embrace it, but as you and I both know, we've seen so many waves of MySpace and I mean, even back to like pure volume days, like that stuff can only do so much. It's like, like even like talk about comedy, like Dane Cook got his whole career from MySpace. Like yeah, he, he just like grinded on it. Yeah. And like that was so many bands that I was in. Like that's how we got our fan base. It was just like you're constantly adding friends and messaging and yep. doing that. And so it's great. But I think there's people are putting all their eggs in that basket. Mm. And I think we're in this like crazy shift just from just in my opinion. Yeah, but we're in this, this crazy shift in the music industry right now where labels aren't sure what to do. Yeah. And there's like, like I don't know anything about NFTs, but I have so many songwriter and producer friends who are like, I'm working on this NFT. And I'm Dude, like, oh what does God. that even mean? Like you're right? putting out an NFT? Yeah. But uh, but there's so many different ways of making money now that it like, I don't know. It's It's so fascinating to me because I think it's so cool that people can from their room become famous. Yeah. But also there's so much more to that and i think people are trying to get the big numbers this will this is what people want from me mm. and they put that out instead of being like what do i have to say wow. and like what it like because it's like if you write a song that you're like this is such a stupid song but yeah. i know it'll do really well Fuck. well then you got to play that song for the rest of your life and Dude. it's like do you, like you can do that like there's some people that are just like no i just want to like this is fun for me and that's great but i think if you're not being authentic to yourself hoping that like like i've seen a lot of bands do it where they're like we're gonna get big for this sound and then we're gonna change our name we're gonna change the genre up and make it cool yeah. and they lose like everybody because yeah. it's like well that's not why it's like going to an italian restaurant they're like actually we're a fucking walmart we now. <laughs> yeah. now yeah yeah and be like that's not why we're here right you know? i don't know it's just like my philosophy on it but i'm always like whatever works for people like yeah. do your thing you know you, you said one thing there that like every now and then i'll like get so caught like i'll hear something and i'll get lost and i'm like oh fuck like it like really hits oh, me shit. and it was that like what do people want me to say versus right. what do i actually want to say right yeah it's tough. like you'll hear a lot of people talk about kind of like finding their stride and like when they finally did the thing mm -hmm. it worked but like it's weird because nowadays it's almost like you feel a pressure to do what you think is the way to success, right? <laughs> yeah. People will get on TikTok and they will do things. And it's like, is that you at all? Right. And it can be a very subtle shift, but it's just being yourself or saying what you want to say on a platform. Mm -hmm. I think like I can feel that. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. maybe it's a little intangible, but like when friends do it and when I watch artists or any creators do it, when they finally say what the fuck they want to say and yeah. they're just being real and it's not the, hey guys, yeah. you feel it. Yeah. And I think to take that a step further, it's the craziest, hardest, most discouraging part when you get to that spot in your career and it doesn't instantly work. Yeah. Because yeah. it's so vulnerable. Yep. And then you have to keep going without <laughs> yeah, the success. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. That, I think, and I mean, I'll just keep referencing Set It Off because it's a perfect example of a band that has evolved their sound, like worked through stuff. And I think aesthetically, um, sonically, like everything with Elsewhere by Set It Off, I think is so unique and cool. Yeah. And it's like, it is Set It Off, but it's just like this thing that they were able to evolve that had they given up five years ago because a label deal didn't happen or something, they wouldn't be where they're at. Yeah. But it was like, 
being able to like put your head down and just like keep grinding like the heart i think the hardest part is just believing in yourself because if you can believe in yourself and believe that like it's just a matter of time yeah that's all the successful people like stand-ups i'm gonna keep referencing that Dude, too yeah 10 15 years before they get their break yeah and it's like well i was doing clubs i was doing this but nothing was working and then one day jerry seinfeld walked in and was like you're great i'm gonna introduce you to so and so yeah right place right time you know are you familiar with like the ten thousand hours concept yeah and yeah well and all that yeah i think about that as well like you kind of have to like put that time in mm-hmm. and not maybe not suck but like perfect it yeah because then when that seinfeld moment comes right. you are actually good enough and then the other thing i've been like it's really hard to do but i've been really trying to is like kind of uh make it like woo woo about this but like let the universe kind of guide you too so that like if be open-minded like have a path like be like this is where i'm headed right now but also be open to things that are happening around you like Dude. next thing you know you're like oh i didn't realize like maybe i was meant to do you know more songwriting than producing or maybe yeah. i was supposed to be more of a producer than a songwriter at least right now let me try that dipping your toes in different waters like can help so much with like growth and like figuring out what you actually want to do I am such a firm believer of that, but it's so much easier said than done because I'm awful at it. (laughs) Right. Well, because it's like you, when you're in your own shoes and you are as a person, it's very hard to be aware on a daily level or a weekly level or a yearly level, what is and isn't working and what, like what those little signs are of the little tweaks. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But I think you're so right. And I think like, I'm curious, and maybe this is the perfect tie in back to your progression so you did the band thing mm-hmm. and you had some amount of success, got signed to a label, moved yeah. to LA, probably had a moment where you could have forced it, but then leaned further into the songwriter side. Yeah. Is that an example of that? Kind of. Yeah. I think it was there. There were so many different times because those are like two different instances. It was like oh. Victory Numbers got signed. Then that fell apart. Then I started a pop punk band. We got somewhere, fell apart. And then the pop duo was like the furthest thing that we yeah. got along with. And uh like we got to work with some like the reason we even really started was Ace Ender. So he was like my first mentor oh, and was shit. like, I'm, I'm going to teach you everything about pop songwriting, pop production. Yep. And then we had Johnny Minardi helping us out and like what? pitching along and stuff. And that's he was getting the feedback like it's a little too pop punk. Like we're not really vibing with this, which is so funny, especially considering Holy where Minardi's at now fuck. with all the pop punk stuff. But it was at that moment, it was like we still had Ace and all these people being like, no, but you're just do it independently like who cares yeah and that i'm so grateful for that whole experience because because of a not getting signed b learning how to build an audience organically yeah um we did the youtube grind learning the lesson of like talk about like finding your own thing uh ace really pushed us like we played uh we did our first cover ever was like ariana grande uh featuring iggy azalea like whenever that was 2014 and we went in and we played it acoustically and ukulele and two of us singing to ace and he was like let's just record it right now. And we're like, oh, okay, let's get the mics out. He's like, no, 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 let's go out back, film it one take. And it was just like such a genius idea that it was like, oh yeah, let's strip away all the smoke and mirrors. If yeah. we're flat, if we're pitchy, if something mess up, that's it. Like there's yeah. no do-overs. We started posting once a week on YouTube and that was like our thing. It was like, if you like this style of our cover, you're going to like our originals because this is who we are. Yeah. And I think a lot of cover artists especially on like tiktok and stuff it's like you have to be careful about it because if you make it too much like the artist yeah it's like the classic like why don't i just listen to charlie puth then right you know like why am i listening to someone that sounds just like him or you do a cover 
and that's way bigger than anything else you did because yeah. people only want to hear that. Yeah. And we learned that really quick. It was like one video would do like a hundred thousand views of like a twenty one pilots cover, and yeah. we put out a <laughs> a music video that does fifteen hundred views. Yeah. But if you can accept that and be like, okay, so we're gonna have these outskirt fans yeah. that are gonna sit, they only want to hear what they want to hear. Yep. And then we have these loyal fans that are gonna listen to everything that we put out. They're gonna be there for us we're gonna be there for them yep. and we're gonna go tour our ass off and that's like what we did wow and i think the industry now that's like obviously with like covid and stuff it kind of screwed everything up yeah. because that was such a big thing but i think there are so many artists that can sell out rooms yeah that don't have big followings on social media yeah i think like, you're right there's a band called pine grove that i love and I remember that band like the instagram does like okay yeah you know or they're you know their spotify's decent yeah but then you go and they have like a sold out crowd and everyone's singing every single word yeah it's like oh okay there's a social media audience and then there's like a real in-person audience and then the other side of that is you can have a huge social media following and not sell tickets at all and it happens so often so, so often. many tours get canceled yep. like <laughs> just because of that and it's it's tough but it's it's the same way of like we're talking about with like stand-up it's like going out over and over and like embracing humility mm. and i think if People like everybody wants to get big on TikTok. And the the a big lesson of mine was like even like stuff like with working with Minardi so early on and stuff. And like I really looked up to him and like yeah, I didn't know you me, guys worked together. That's yeah, it was incredible. like just because he was managing Ace at the time. Right. And it was yeah, it was it was really cool. But also learning like, oh, it's supposed to be right place, right time. Mm. Like this is not the time. So I can sit here, like we were talking about forcing it. You could sit there and force it and be like, and I did like I I begged him to manage us, and he was like, "Dude, no, I can't. I'm sorry. I appreciate it. Like, whatever." But then, like, learning that lesson of like, okay, so if something blew up tomorrow, are we ready? And like, that's a hard pill to swallow, yeah, because everybody wants that viral TikTok. But it's like, it it happened with a song of mine. Like, a song started to blow up. It was in uh, this YouTuber's video, and we made a deal that. I would not monetize video at all, but he would shout me out. Yep. Ended up posting like the end title card was the music video. Yeah, it started sick. like getting on Shazam charts and things. Labels started reaching out, yep. but I wasn't ready. Whoa. And it, this was like a couple of years ago. And so I'm taking calls and they're like, you know, who's your team? What's going on? And I was like, ah, you know, I'm figuring it out. <laughs> and right. they're like, okay, we'll call us when you figure it out. Oh, shit. So it's, yeah, it's almost like that. You got to be ready to. Yeah. And I think there's like beauty in the fact that if people aren't like if you're not getting a, a thousand or a million views on your TikToks, there's beauty in that. Yeah. Like you don't have an audience judging you. Yeah. Like and I think people are like, I want people to look so bad. It's like, but you get to evolve and grow. So by the time it something clicks, you're like, oh, I figured it out. Now I'm ready. Yeah. And nine times out of ten, that's like when everything kind of connects for people. That's so crazy. And it's 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 really cool. Like I think it's something that I talk about so much on this podcast, but I think the reason I do is because I think we kind of need to hear it a lot to remind ourselves. Like when you're yeah. chasing any type of creative thing you're doing, it's such a risk. Oh yeah. Like you don't have the insurance of a nine to five job and you don't yeah. have these things. So it's like one week you'll be like, I am fucking killing it. And yep. then the next you're like, what am I doing? Yeah. So like hearing that everyone goes through it. I am fucking crosses, not now. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, I think that, I find great value in that. And I don't think that will ever get old to me talking oh, no, to people about their take on and things like this because it's yeah. so 
fucking real. Yeah. And I'm saying it as like uh, reminding myself. Right. Because I forget right. all the time. Yeah. It's so like I can give the best advice. I can never take it. Yeah. Because like the moment I'm in that situation, it's like, fuck, what do I do now? Right. Yeah. But I think there's also, that's again, why it's such a better lesson and it's such a unique way to learn is by telling a story. Like yeah. your come up story and your story that led you here is what it is. And every bit of it has taught you some amount of it. And I think yeah. that like, you learn more when you hear real examples. And mm -hmm. it's not just like 10,000 hours and like you don't have an audience to so yeah. get better. You're like, fuck you. Yeah. But then it's like, no, like literally I had a band and it I did everything. I poured my heart and soul into it and it wasn't it. Yep. But now here I am and I figured something else out. Like it yeah. just hits different. <laughs> like the, this is a, like, I, I don't mean to be depressing mm. or sad, but this is a sad reality. There are so many TikTokers or musicians on TikTok that are 17, 18, 19 years old, top of the world. Yeah. And in two, three years, they're not going to be. Mm. And then you're, you're 22 and you're going, I used to be huge. And now I got to figure out who the fuck I am. That to me, it's like, if you're at this point where you're struggling and you're seeing these kids of your same age and wishing you were that, really embrace the time that you have to like figure out, like, am I good internally? Which is like, super hard to do it took me until i'm 33 now it took me the past two years to finally figure it out no shit but it like if i could give my younger self any advice it would be like slow the brakes and enjoy what's happening because yeah. your 20s are gonna fly by yeah and you're gonna wish you would have like took that time to go see those friends or take that trip or whatever you know bro you're talking about getting woo woo like you said slow yeah. things down and like i literally on my vision board i have a note that says enjoy the process yes because dude, I, I love constantly that. need to be reminded of that yeah it's like you are like exactly where you need to be in that moment yeah so it's like wherever it's hard, you are dude be it 18 25 33 <clears throat> enjoy the process because dude you're gonna look back at 40 and be like fuck 33 like i exactly. wish I had like it's yeah fucked. i hate being that self-aware yeah and still not being able to i know it. i know i know but i literally i need to read it every day and that the and i don't know i i mean getting off social media for a certain amount of hours a day has helped my mental health no immensely shit. really like even when i'm like waiting in line or if i'm at a coffee shop yeah and i'm waiting for my order yeah or i'm waiting to get through tsa or whatever it is mm -hmm. i won't look at my phone i want to be aware i yeah. look at my surroundings and it was like this thing that i started doing like where i'll like be like oh the tree is green oh you know that dude's shirt is says this. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Like just being aware because yeah. then there's so many moments when I think back, I'm like, I don't even, I have no recollection of that. Right. Because half of the time I was it's doing zombie. this, just like looking at my phone, looking up and I'm like, there's no memory there. Like I didn't yeah. make it a visual thing. And then you end up being more in the moment and you end up being like more at peace. Yeah. So then like, it's just like allowing phone to be more of like, that's a luxury. Let's not let that be like, we're anxious. Let's look at the phone. Yeah. I'm like yeah. always about like trying to like force myself into uncomfortability. No, I like that to a lot. Like it's like figure you, a way out of it. It's almost embarrassing when you realize how much it becomes a crutch. Yeah. It wasn't always like that. Like if you go to those coffee shops, look around, everyone's on their phone. Yeah. You will be the only one. Yeah. <laughs> Not, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, it's wild. But it was like, I mean, we're a very similar age. I'm yeah. 31. So like I remember like when I was like 16, people had phones. Like that was around yeah. then, but like 13 kind of rare and like you weren't right. scrolling like all it was yeah. was like you're making a call or you're sending like a simple text yeah so like using map quest for tours right yeah, printing out <laughs> yeah, the printing out directions but yeah like god I, forbid you missed one turn I yeah know. i think about this was something that like i've applied and i wish that i could get better at it but when i'm on trips i can do it when i have bad internet especially if it's international mm. 
my tech time is just at night. It's like yeah. before I go to bed or like when I'm in bed, before I go to sleep, I can post my whole day and I'll right. do my whatever, my responses and my stories and my this is and yeah. my that's. But it's like nice because during it, it's just you're experiencing it. And yeah. then you know every night you're going to go back and you'll you'll get it and you'll post it. That's yeah. fine. But I, I, I should apply that more of just like, I know. Se- like sectioning off. Like cool, hour, tech time, you're done, night, over. And, and yeah, and I like... I'm so interested to see because it's easy to be like, well, when we were young, we didn't have technology. And but there's probably gonna be a beauty to the kids that are growing up on it. Yeah. Like they might go the opposite way. They'd be like, yo, this is toxic. Like we shouldn't be on our iPads <laughs> wow. talking to each other. Like it could, I'm trying to be glass half full guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> and it could like, like could. it could be the opposite where we could be like, cause we're just like, this is nuts. Right. Like we can look into this and it's like, uh, I was telling my friend the other day, like we literally, it's like you're consciousness is in this thing like the your photos your everything the way that if you made a new instagram and followed all different people that you had never known you're gonna have like a different outlook on life like that's just blows my mind that it's like if you fill your feed with toxic stuff or people that are like talking shit or whatever like that's your brain that's your life that's your reality so i've been like trying to be like okay like let's only really focus on like my tiktok right now is about like mental health stuff almost like vine humor yeah stand-ups and then like space because i'm like i want to learn right <laughs> but it figured me out that i'm like anything that's like negative or talking shit yeah. i'm like not interested not interested yeah because yeah. it's so easy to like fall into that dude i'm trying not to yeah it's also uh stopping watching the news was huge for me oh yeah, yeah i never yeah. like really gave a shit but I, yeah. like, that was like a middle school lesson that they made me not watch the news for oh, a week. Really? and like way back then i was like oh i feel better and ever since then i was like <laughs> i feel better that was your moment dude yeah that was the moment that changed your life but okay so back to your story though so you've had a lot of those lessons uh, in your early band days where you mm-hmm. really had to grow and you you stayed with it though. The theme yeah. is that you stayed doing music yeah. in some regard. Yeah. So the one band with Ace mm-hmm. doesn't work. Mm-hmm. You then start the next band. No, the one with Ace was the one that got us out here. Oh, oh, oh my bad, my bad. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's what my bandmate Johnny quit was mm-hmm. when I was like, my manager at the time was like, all right, well, you're a producer songwriter now. Let's go for it. So okay. I was like, okay. Okay. Like, so that was him here. saying, like putting that there. Yeah. Okay. He's like, we already do the demos. You've already been recording these other bands. Like now you just got to figure out how to be a pop producer. And I was like, oh, like thinking like pop's easy. We'll figure this out. And then you get into the thick of it and you're like, oh, this is fucking hard. Wow. Because <laughs> it's like with pop punk and bands, it's 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 not easier, but it's there's definitely a formula to it. Yeah. And people think there's a formula to pop but it's like to keep it fresh and unique and stick out it's like it's really tough like to figure out productions and how to make drums sound cool that are not real right you know it's like there's like so much to it that at first i was like oh no what am i gonna do here and it's just been like a whole learning process but now i'm like obsessed with it i love it well like you've had some pretty proper success right like i know you've had songs with Katy perry yeah that was really cool today was like the coolest moment of my life and i'm like trying to like I've always been like ashamed of success. It's so mm. weird. Like mm. I always felt guilt. Like yeah. if I post about it, if I talk about it, I'm being braggadocious or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But at so, the same so time, stupid. I'm like, but I have to accept if I can't accept a compliment until I give myself the compliment. <laughs> yeah. And so like today I was at Urban Outfitters and I'd done an album with John Lundin for the artist Scotty Sire. Mm. And I'm in there and Scott had told me that it was supposed to be like an Urban Outfitters like vinyl exclusive. So I was like, oh, that'd be nice. you know what? And I was checking out. I was like, you know what? Let me just go check real quick because I want to see something. And I go over to look at it 
And not only is Scott's vinyl there, but the Pokemon 25th anniversary vinyls there, which has the Katy Perry song that I did on it. So I was like, wait, this is the coolest fucking moment of my life. Like Holy how cool shit. is like, imagine telling your younger self that like you'd have not one, but two vinyls here that you've yeah. worked on with like some really awesome artists. So uh, that was like the coolest thing. Dude, fuck ever. yeah. And I'm glad really that cool. you acknowledge that because yeah. I, I feel you It's hard that. to. It's, it's like even right dumb. now, I'm like, should they edit it out yeah <laughs> you know, no like, fuck that yeah. and like also too i love having a podcast where i as the host am like fucking sweet brag fucking <laughs> yeah. do it fucking names. every song every name you've written with yeah. it's easier All right, right here, so. <laughs> well if you're asking <laughs> holy shit but yeah like that happened that was like the biggest uh wake up to me because it was it, it was like a whole long process of like okay yeah you know they love the song. They want to rework some stuff. They're actually going to bring John Bellion in, who was like my favorite artist and songwriter and producer. So I was like, what the fuck? John's getting on it. So then we're getting vocals from, you know, John reworking stuff. And then I had to rework the production and then Monsters and Strangers. And this producer German jumped on it, who like, I'm obsessed with their production. So I was like, imposter syndrome to the nth degree. And then it was like, I shit you not, the song came out. And I was like, my first thought was now what? Oh, and I was like, fuck. the lead up to that was so exciting because it was like, oh, it's going to change my life. Like, yeah. And then it happens and you're like, and it's not though. Right. Like it didn't do anything. Whoa. I mean, it did a lot, but internally it was like, okay, that's like all external. You feel the same. And it was like another wake up call for me to be like, yep, you got to work on your shit, and like figure out what it's going to be. And I think uh, I've talked to so many producers or creatives in general that are like, they just put their head down and they grind so hard and they never take a moment to celebrate or acknowledge their success yeah thinking that didn't do it but the next thing will mm. and they next thing you know you're 50 years old going like what the fuck happened to my life yeah and i don't want to be that guy Whoa. i want to be like i'd rather have a bit of success and like a lot of like family time or whatever it is friend time that will mean to me personally that means so much more yeah and for some people it means more to them to just be in the studio grinding right but in the past like two months i've like really taken a step back to be like what are we doing here yeah and like realizing like if i keep grinding at it and just keep my head down like it's not that's not what i'm supposed to do do you think that that perspective do you do you think that you had to get to a level of success before you could get there because i struggle with that concept as well mm. like is it a privileged stance to say that? Oh, 100%. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it, that's the guilt too, because I'm like, you know, I can sit here and give advice to people like, you got to take a step back and like, not, and people are like, mm. fuck you. Like, I need to work. Right. Like, I need this money. I need this and whatever. Yeah. And it, not to say that I don't, like I did, I just had to do it differently. Mm. So I was like, all right, now I'm going to switch to like mixing live sessions, you know, mm. just to be like a little bit different. This way I don't have to be writing songs and like draining my brain, trying wow. to come up with a concept that, you know, like doing that, you're like, we're selling air for a living, you know, coming up with shit every single day. Uh, was just too much for me but well, because like for me like I say that in a way of actual like admiration and respect for getting to a point and it's like right. people I mean fuck bro like you've had so many years to master your craft and do this so as much as there might be imposter syndrome I don't think that goes away with people oh, that no. do what they yeah. do but it's like it's interesting that I hear that from mm -hmm. people because it's like almost again, not letting yourself have the thing that you created. But right. well, I mean, you do have the awareness to like take a step back and enjoy it. But it's like, cool, you do the, all this work and work so, 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 so hard. And then you finally get to this point where you're like, oh shit, I'm allowed to take a step back. 
Yeah. But you have to remind yourself so hard. Yeah, yeah. Because you've worked, you put everything into it. Yeah. But then the young you would hate you because the young you didn't have it like that to be able to do that. There's it's a fucking, where is that balance? There's a, I forget what actor was talking about it, but they were saying like, imagine going back to your younger self and being like, I did this movie mm. and imagine your younger self going like, how much did it make at the box office? Mm. It never would. It would just be like, you're in a movie. Like that's <laughs> it. Like bottom line. And the same thing that it's like, if I'm sure if you told younger Andrew like you're gonna be on tour one day yeah. like that would have been like oh I made it then. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it exactly. and then you do the tour and you're like okay now what right. and it's like always the next thing always so the only thing I would say is like the biggest thing for me that's a wake-up call to anybody that's like dealing with depression and stuff I always like it was hard for me to see the future mm. because I wanted to have control over it in some sense mm. to be like if if it if this isn't happening now, it's never gonna happen. Mm. If I'm not happy now, it's never gonna happen. But like tomorrow, you can get a call that it could change your life. Yeah, and I think that's like the biggest thing to remember. And like that's it has happened to me so many times. Just like believing that like lead with good intentions, and like things can go your way. Yeah, and like I think a lot of people like lose any sort of hope, and you know maybe it takes working Uber and doing something else. So that you're allowed the free time to work on music, but it's mm -hmm. like, do it. Right. You know, it doesn't mean you're a failure at music. It means you're. You, I would rather work with that person. That's like they're doing everything they can to make free time to work. Yeah. Than somebody that's just like, yeah, I'm not doing anything today. I'm just gonna chill at Alfred's coffee and like maybe write a song. It's like <laughs> I don't want to work with you. You're lazy. Like Alfred's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. why. It's a guy from Brooklyn at Alfred's. Like, <laughs> I, hey, fucking, what the fuck I is? God, yeah. though, it Look at the fucking so matcha well. oat milk. It's so good. Um, and they're familiar with every saying on every one of those fucking cup holders. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, I was going to say too, in that, this is a shout out to an old episode that I did with Adam Weiss and he did ham on everything, but like really, like I just respect him a lot. And he had this great, like he he's like really pivoted from music and throwing parties and DJing events and doing that. And he like really puts a lot of time and attention on self-improvement mm. and, and self-help. Right. And at the end he was talking about to that point, like you don't need to know the whole journey. I'm paraphrasing this and uh, plug if you want to go back and listen to it, but whatever. Uh, you don't need to know the whole journey. It's like you're driving in a very, very dark, like you're driving at pitch black midnight in a car. Yeah. And you're driving through a mountain, but you have headlights on. You're not going to know every turn. Just see what's in but front of all you. All you need to see is the turn ahead of you. So as long as your headlights are shining and all you know, dude, like that is the realest shit. Dude, I love it that. Fucked me up. It's crazy. It's and I like have vented to people before. I'm like, I don't know what to do because if I put the song out and I do this and whatever, and my friend to that same, it, almost the same kind of metaphor was just like, you're you're in the woods, yeah. you're trying to get out, yeah. go that way. <laughs> and I'm like, what if I don't get out? Then go back to where you started and yeah. go the other way. Like right. it's just try different things out it doesn't mean because especially like too in the industry in the music industry and specifically it's like or entertainment in general like if you get a no mm. it doesn't mean no forever it means that person wasn't right like mm. go to the next person or the next person yeah and like the same way that like there's going to be people there have been people in the past like big industry people that have said no to me mm. and then years later it's like oh we're working together now that's funny yeah, and it's just it's like it doesn't personal. say anything yeah, yeah it's yeah. not personal at all yeah. And like, I don't know, I'm trying to like really zoom out too to to realize that same point of like, you don't know the journey. And also you don't know, like if there's another car coming, you don't know what they're going through either. We get so 
self-involved and self like we're so in our own worlds we're forgetting about the empathy of like well that person probably has a lot at stake as an a and r their job's on the line mm. of course they're not just going to sign you and take a chance yeah. they need to know it's going to work yeah so it's like you got to like not take that personal too yeah. and then you know it's like then go figure it out for yourself and they're going to want to sign you because you've already done it you've done the work now you have all the leverage in the world to be like, fuck you, pay me. <laughs> or whatever you would. Yeah, whatever <laughs> your catchphrase is. Whatever, whatever that your catchphrase is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pizza pie. Or whatever, you know. <laughs> whatever these kids are saying the other day. Yeah, we were going to sign him. And then instead of saying, <laughs> fuck you, pay me, he said pizza pie. And it just killed the vibe so hard we pulled the deal. I don't know, you know man. What? You know what? No, we're out. That, that seems kind of fucked up. <laughs> The person that listened to this podcast, they're like, fuck you, Bruce. <laughs> Some guy's like, pizza well, why pie? Say, yeah, fucking a pizza pie. I guess the, the last thing that I was thinking about with this is you had, you did the thing where you did figure out writing and you did have like success, real success to the point where you can walk into an urban and be like, oh, that's my song right, yeah. on a fucking vinyl. It's crazy. But you also now have Bruiser. So to me, and I'm not a musician, I don't write, like I literally like don't know, but I'm obsessed with like that same thing is just creatives. It's just making stuff. Right. You didn't stop there. You're yeah. still working on your own project. Mm -hmm. Do you like, is that just different? Like you, like you'll probably have to explain to me like I'm five, but like, is that just a different <laughs> creative muscle of like writing songs for other people and making your own project? Like, what is that drive? Oh, to write for other people, I found so much easier. Mm. And then because I feel like I put so much pressure on myself to be like, all right, is this a hit? Like I'm writing a verse melody. Like I'm just like the way that I write is I'll sit down on a guitar and I'll just start humming stuff. Some yeah. words kind of fall out and you're like, oh, that kind of sounds like I said tetherball. Maybe yeah. the song's called tetherball. And you, yeah, know, yeah, you yeah. come up with some rhymes for it or whatever. When I would work with other people, I, I got really good at getting them out of their head to oh. be like, we can change it later. No worries. You know, like, because people, especially as an artist, when you're sitting there like, well, that didn't really happen that way. Or I would never say that. Oh. And it's like, you want to keep the momentum going. So it's like, okay, cool. For now, let's just leave it. It'll just be like a <clears throat> little scratch idea. We'll rework the lyric later. And like being there, like, okay, and they trust the process. Yeah. I just don't trust my own process, I oh, guess. Oh, fucking weird. So, so you can say it to another artist. Yeah. Or... So like as I'm sitting there, I think there was I dealt with like a lot of like being self-conscious. And then I started working with my friend Nate Sander, um, who I met through A Sanders. And he goes by neighbored. And Nate like just moved to LA and I was like, Will you help me with my project? I just need somebody in the room to like bounce off of, like almost like a therapist yeah. to like, you know, talk me off the ledge. And like back inside not off of it <laughs> and, jump. please don't jump and uh that like that helped me so much because mm. like so many things i'd be second guessing he's like doesn't matter dude mm. and it's like we can get caught up in like do i say end or do i say but like mm. and it's like is it gonna sell more songs is anyone gonna be like actually and then i just started to get better at like okay maybe i do have something to offer here mm. and i think just having conversations in the room with so many artists about their managers their a and r's about how much pressure was put on social media and like if the song doesn't do x amount of streams in a week they might drop me mm. so i take that into my own writing sessions oh, alone fuck. that i'm like i'm independent but i'm scared Whoa. like what if this doesn't do what i want it to do yeah because i'm i'm pouring my heart out like yeah. you, if you don't like it you don't like me 
Wow. And that's part of the reason why I wanted to come up with like a, an artist name wow. because I was like, at least this way, it's like, well, Bruiser's the guy over there. Yeah. I'm Bruce. I don't, I, yeah. I don't fucking like know. Me. Guy, I don't know. Yeah. Good looking dude. I mean, come <laughs> on. Uh, but, uh, and then I was writing a lot of like breakup songs and relationship stuff. This whole EP is just about, I mean, there's a little bit of breakup talk, but it's mainly just my relationship with myself. Mm. It's called Inner Monologue of a People Pleaser. Mm. And, Literally just this narrative. The first song is like really dark, but it has like an uplifting end. But it's just talking about, you know, having the idea of like, what if I'm not around anymore? And just like having that song like go to the edge of like, and the video is the visual of it. It's like me walking to a ledge and just kind of talking myself off of it to be right. like, no, like, you oh, know what? Cool. We're all fucked up. Like, yeah. it's going to be okay. And that's how the EP starts. Wow. And then it ends with a conversation with my younger self. So I wanted to have, like, I just, I don't know. I'm so proud of it. And it's the first time that I've, like, if it does a thousand streams, it does a million streams, like, I love it. Right. So, like, no matter what, it yeah. means a lot to me. Yeah. I, I get excited to show people, that's which cool. I've always been like, you don't need to listen to it. It's all good. Like, always with my past stuff. Yeah. This is the first time that I'm like, no, like, this is my story. Like, it's like, if, if you, my friend saw, me play a couple songs live and he's like oh i understand you as a person now holy fuck he's like i've gotten closer to you from like listening to that which was the probably cried more after that comment than like anything else just because like if like anybody can connect with something you're saying that means a lot especially yeah. when it's your story <laughs> yeah well like even you like i haven't heard any of it but you just explaining that to me is relatable right like mm. you like you your explanation of what that album is and how you set it up is something that instantly right now I'm like, holy fuck. Oh, like cool. that feeling of like, oh my God, you're at the ledge. And then the concept of like you stepped off of it and then this album takes you through this journey yeah. and then it's this conversation with your younger self after you've come off this ledge. Yeah, yeah. And like, that's just, that's really cool to me. So I, I think also too, I mean, who knows? Like literally we don't know what happens. The album's not out yet. But like to that point of not valuing the numbers on it mm -hmm. and just like being saying what you actually want to say right it sounds like a moment of you doing that yeah it's and i respect the fuck out of that thanks bro i appreciate it yeah the interesting thing was like so people pleaser the single just came out and the streams are not doing what the other two did because mm -hmm. they came out at the end of last year and I can't explain it, but I've been telling people like, it's just a different response in the best way. Mm. It's like, like all the other two, it was like more like uh, fan reaction. And then this one felt more like I was having like industry people reach out of the blue mm. to be like, hey, actually, like this is dope. Mm -hmm. Like keep doing what you're doing. Like kind of like, just like that little acknowledgement. And I was like, well, the stream's doing less, but this means more. Like encouragement. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay, so let's just, something's working like let's Dude, just keep leaning in on it i feel you on that and just like so figuring it out you know yeah because there'll be like podcasts that get like mad downloads and it's an episode like i'm typically pretty proud and stoked on every episode yeah. but like there'll be an episode where i'm like oh like cool like yeah rad right did a lot of downloads and then there's a couple where i'm like i felt really like this was something meaningful and i talked to somebody special and they shared something real and when i right. hear my friends that i really respect people in the industry or just like people that like know me or understand the thing and you hear that on those it hits different yeah and i don't care yeah. like so i completely yeah as much as i'm not an artist that sentiment i completely understand it's so weird yeah. it's so interesting yeah i don't know i i think the like we were talking about like the blue check mark and the streams and stuff like those 
you have to do because it's like those are easy talking points to get you in the room. Yeah. Because it's like that's the hardest part. Just get the t- if you can get the talking points, then you show up because some of those people that have those huge hits that you get in the room with, you're like, oh, we don't vibe. Like, I don't like working with you. Yeah. But it's like, I had I not had this stuff, I wouldn't know who yeah. I could be in the room with to work with. I don't yeah. know. It's really interesting. I know. It is weird. It's, it's like, like this, yeah, this weird relationship with validation. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Dude. But it's, I like the self-awareness. I like that, like, because I think that if you're too cool and completely above it, you're kind of shorting yourself opportunities. Yeah. Like, the day and age is like, you kind of have to play the game. Yeah. But to play the game, but also understand that Time it's Time and place, too. Yeah. I feel like so many people, yeah, not so many, but there's there's a handful of people that you're like, now's not the time. We're not <laughs> doing this. No, this isn't yeah, that time yeah. right now. We're no. having Thanksgiving dinner. Please don't name drop, like... <laughs> Holy I'm grateful God. for working with and then like that one eye open it's like please don't do this holy god so real um dude I I, I don't know it's just cool I, I think you shared a lot of that really well and it's so much uh what I love talking about in this podcast yeah. yeah I appreciate you having me on bro this means dude, a lot no it's, it's fucking rad and again it's like it's a very validating feeling like sometimes I'll do episodes with people that I've known forever and I'm like right. oh cool I didn't know that about your story and it's rad and then other times it's like the mutual friend where I'm like I think you're doing something cool but I actually don't know yeah <laughs> sit down and to have it be like oh fuck yeah you are oh, I'm like holy yeah. shit I'm in yeah is so cool that's awesome uh, so I personally have a level of like getting really stoked when an episode like this happens Happens. hell yeah so like i'm fucking in now and yeah. i'm so excited to watch it all roll out and like man it was all fake none of it's real yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i've been practicing this speech <laughs> for a month now and scene <laughs> uh, to conclude where should everybody find you and uh keep an eye out for all your music well they can find me i'm usually at like a coffee shop alfred you like know every, alfred yeah. republic of pie yeah i'm just gonna uh Starbucks. <laughs> what else? Sometimes. Uh, There's M Street Coffee. That's really good. Oh, yeah. M Street. Uh, um, 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 tea Pop. I feel like there was another one that wasn't Alfred. Oh, there's a new Blue Bottle. Oh, Blue Bottle is yeah, fantastic right? in yeah. Studio City. Yeah. Oh, Tortoni is the best coffee in Sherman Oaks. Maybe Shout Green Apple, Tortoni. the Chinese spot. Do you ever go there? No. Oh, my goodness. Green Apple? I've been to Red Chinese Apple. Chinese food that I like in LA. Oh, really? Yeah. I can't eat Chinese food. Perfect. We can talk about that's that after. Great. <laughs> Everyone tuned Great. out by now. Yeah, it's so all they'll good. find you there. That's <laughs> they awesome. can find me oh, at our yeah. hyper at our hyper regional Los Angeles <laughs> yeah, North yeah, Hollywood yeah. spots after Douches. we talk about our favorite um, Alfred on Ventura Players. So LA. Oh my uh, god! You can find me at right now at the current moment, Bruce Wigner, W I E G N E R. It's not Wiener. Yeah, and uh, you could just Google it. <laughs> just google it <laughs> bruiser bruce you know, spotify bruiser bruce that i make people say it too because it's not like i'm not gonna link it in the description <laughs> yeah. of all of this it's there it's there every time i love that and every time i'm like where can everyone yeah. find you literally just in the description yeah too. but i i don't think i've also like real talk have ever listened to a podcast 
and then somebody said their socials and I went and used it from yeah, that. Yeah, I usually like, just oh, Google perfect. their name yeah. or find it on my own. Yeah, as if this episode isn't titled your name. Yeah, yeah. And as if an hour in, they're like, oh, they got to address who I it really is. I really like this guy, but <laughs> I need to figure out where I can find him. And I'm as if funny. Instagram isn't just the thing that yeah, everybody yeah, yeah. finds. Where they're going to see this right. clip too, like, with of, my name. <laughs> of course, now. of Now that you've illustrated it. Now at the end of the podcast, and right. the end of my life. An hour or later now you can go exactly in this moment look bruce up and rate the podcast five stars and subscribe yeah. and tell all your friends about it as well and give it a good yelp review yeah, all yeah, the yeah, above. yeah. google maps review as well google, yeah oh yeah good one yeah. Um, um satellite view yes yeah, you would view. um directions directions of it yeah this, this is here this is pretty much this has been it. a really productive promo conclusion. code oh my god promo yeah, code. promo code andrew yep. on, uh, my, promo code, uh, my website where are all my friends uh brought to you by the talk it off podcast mm. there you go shout out shout out yep and we'll switch to the talk it off i guess there you go the bruce wigner episode i hope you liked that one i really appreciate it when i have a real conversation with somebody on this podcast and it's kind of a wild card sometimes when you meet with a guest that you've never really talked to like that and when episodes like this happen and you have a feeling about somebody and you connect like that and it's such a vibe my god it's special to me so if you felt that if you enjoyed this one if you got value out of it if you think someone else has gone through the experiences that we talked about and that this would help them do me a massive favor and share it anywhere anyway with anyone send a text with the link of the episode post it on socials just anywhere that you think somebody would connect to this if you share it that helps me grow the podcast and have more conversations just like that which is so massively helpful because i want to keep doing this podcast and i love talking to rad people so please do share it like we joked about at the end all of his links to his project and his socials are wherever you're watching or listening his new album ep is coming out probably around the time that this came out so make sure to check that out and follow him i'm really excited for him and i like to watch artists who put genuine care into their projects get rewarded so check that out outside of that definitely hit me up and let me know in general guests you want to hear from but also just the flow and vibe of the podcast i really have kind of started to expand a little bit outside of music and there's always this reoccurring theme of chasing some kind of dream and personal improvement but i want to know what helps you the most what stands out the most to you with the podcast maybe what i could cut out i don't know just feedback in general i always want to perfect this product and the best way to do that is to talk to the people who are listening. Hit me up on Instagram, Andrew underscore FTW. Send me a DM. That's probably the best way to stay in touch and let me know. All right. Thank you for listening. I'll be back next week with another episode. 